again Lord before your glory our Lord we come with our heart say to this man will you look him that is of a broken heart of a contrite spirit one that trembles at your word we honor you tonight we ask you accept our songs accept our worship the the songs of our heart, fruit of our lips, giving praise, giving thanks to you, our Lord. Father, we thank you. Oh Lord, this evening we pray for the, you come and give us the joy of communion, the joy of fellowship. Today, the, the pleasure, Lord, of hearing your voice, the, the privilege and the pleasure of hearing you speak, our Father. Lord Jesus, we have come tonight for that one thing that's needful. To sit at your feet, to hear your voice, to hear your words. Lord Jesus, to fellowship with you, to commune with you, to share in your love tonight. Father, we ask that tonight you will bring us into your banqueting house again and spread that banner. The banner of love over us as we as we commune, as we come, Lord, a gathering, Lord, in this holy mountain today. We ask for fat things, Lord, things, Lord, full of marrow. Father, things from those, that wine on the leaves, the wine of, of your blood. Father, we pray, Lord, let things out of that eternal stream, that pure river of water of life that is clear as crystal that proceeds from the throne may, may those streams visit us tonight Father I ask Lord for the help of your spirit to, to gain access into his word the word which he keeps so yeah the spirit searched all things even the deep things of God I ask may we gain privilege to search our depths tonight access to depths Lord of your things things which no eye had seen which neither has entered into the heart of any man but Father we ask you come and reveal them to us by your spirit tonight thank you our Father the grace to, to journey in pasture the grace for leading in pastures in the world grant to us I yield my vessel unto you use it to speak and as words come, let understanding be established. Let there be breakthroughs. And also let there be impartation of spirit and impartation of life. Thank you, our Lord. We give all the glory to your holy name. We bless you. El my Shaddai. Shaddai. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. You can have your seats, please. Praise God. Um, good evening. Okay, please just welcome someone. Say so you're welcome in Jesus' name. Praise God. Okay, let's see. Amen. I don't know if we have time. Okay, briefly, let's see. Um, on Saturday, what did we... What did we see on Saturday? Very quickly. Praise God. Amen. Someone want to help us? Praise God. Waiting for leading, I guess, to be led. <laughs> you guys are all anointed. You only do things by leading. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. I, I feel it, it might help us tonight. Um, Praise God. So one of the things you were trying to um, make clear was the difference between the experience of infilling at um, new birth and what baptism truly means. And one of the things we saw about baptism is 
um, it can be likened to a birth, right? Um, so we saw from Romans chapter 6, verse 4, that talks about um, those that are raised in, in Jesus Christ to walk in the newness of life. So we were seeing the link um, with the unique thing about baptism that shows that there is um, an ending of an order, right, for a new thing to be brought forth. And um, we also looked at the fact that um, it is from that place of baptism that proper access into the kingdom can be given. So one of the things we saw was John's order and John's way of baptizing. We looked at it that the baptism itself was a doctrine and it was not just um, the outward um, act of dipping in water. It was that John himself was raised by the Spirit and to a degree had um, by the activity of the Spirit in him could bring forth waters unto repentance, right? Um, but Jesus had a another unique um, operation on his life because the Bible says John declared about him that he was supposed to baptize with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So um, one of the things we saw was John's baptism was unto repentance for Jesus to come and then take the people that have been baptized in. And you know, you said something about repentance, that repentance is that point where, um, the way you said it was where the activities of the outward can stop, right? But it does not necessarily mean that the nature has been dealt with because to deal with the nature of, of the within, we need that full baptism and actually um, baptism of the spirit as it were. And that's what Jesus Christ was um of water and of what water was for John, but Holy Ghost and fire. And you already explained that that fire itself is is water unto sanctification um, in itself, right? So then we kept looking at it um, about just what what made Jesus so special in his own walk, right? So we journeyed in scriptures to um, the book of John, where we saw him talk about the comfort, the the com that he was going to pray that another comforter will come. So you explained that Jesus Christ himself was a comforter, but the kind of comfort that Jesus offered was, um, you know, it, it was kind of funny, but he said local comfort based on the fact that he could only reach a certain territory, like um, like the area that he was able to reach was not like what the Holy Ghost can reach now, right? So, um, I mean, one of the emphasis for me from last week was just seeing what makes Jesus so unique because he journeyed, um, without necessarily having much of, um, of um, let me say, evidences around him, but he was able to journey to a point where he could then pray the Holy Ghost down from heaven for us, right? And we saw that that, that thing of praying the Holy Ghost down was that he himself was a, a payment of mankind for that purpose, right? So we're just seeing what makes him unique and why it is him that can then bring us into king the kingdom because john's john's activity basically will get us to a point where we are ready or we can see the kingdom right but it is only through jesus's operation that real entrance into the kingdom can be ministered right and um he said something in that john i believe it's john 14 um towards the end of the ministration sorry it's a it's a little scattered but he said um just want to read it. Sorry. Uh, John fourteen. Uh, okay, 
sorry, John 16, sorry. So he was still talking about that thing of comfort, right? So we got to verse um, verse 8, and he was talking about the fact that um, another comforter would come because of what he has done. And uh, he said the comforter that will come will reprove, reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, right? He said of sin because they believe not in me. So um, we saw that this is actually still describing what um, Paul used the other other words to to speak in that Romans chapter 14 about the kingdom not being a meat or drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So we saw that of sin because um, that sin essentially is, um, is reproving the word of a life that is not of faith, right? Because he said um, in that same Romans 14, it says that whatsoever is not of faith is sin, right? Then we saw that it will reprove the word of of righteousness, but we saw that that righteousness itself is still referring to peace because um, peace is basically righteousness that has made peace or righteousness that has been accumulated to a work of righteousness that has been accumulated to a point where um, the man has made peace with God or where let me say, um, as we've seen in that Matthew chapter 5, what that, that place of inheritance is in, in the kingdom, right? And then he said of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. And we saw that that is referring to the, um, to the place of joy in the kingdom, right? Because the prince of this world himself comes from that realm, right? So these are the things that the Holy Ghost wants to reprove us of. So towards the end, we then moved into that conversation that Wesley raised in the prayer, which is actually a, a Bible verse that we thank God for, again, the apostolic grace and sight for those scriptures to be open because it says that um, the, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. And, you know, we're seeing that um, it's because uh, any, you know, the Pharisees, like you said, once John's order started, they, they were sensitive or a sensitivity of, towards the things of the kingdom was awakened in them, but they were trying to get it through other means outside of the means of the spirit, right? And we saw that the continuous um, way of doing things, that, that way of not going by the order that God has ordained for us to get the things of the kingdom can cause us to become violent people. And we then saw that that violence is not just like, you know, the violence is likened to the violence that we see in that Ezekiel 28 about the, the nature of the, of the, uh, of the enemy, mm-hmm. right? That, um, that instead, uh, I just, I just want to read it. Sorry. Um, Ezekiel 28, right? It says, um, Okay, um, okay, I can't really, I can't really see it right now, but, yes, exactly, it says, I'm the title of diabetes, that has corrupted thy wisdom by the reason of, okay, sorry, okay, by the multitude of of thy merchandise, merchandise. they have filled the midst of thee with With violence, violence. and thou hast seen, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. So, I mean, um, just I, I was speaking with someone recently, and the person was just also showing another dimension as to why the order of the spirit should be followed. Because it says the the fact that you know if a man doesn't yield to the way of the spirit and is trying to get the things of God, that thing can actually work a kind of evil work in the person eventually because. That is basically what happened to the enemy, right? He desired 
something of God, but he want, he was using. In fact, it was it was it, it was he was not content, and he was trying to use another means to just get get it. So we can see that this thing of the kingdom, you know, light is coming for to see the the fact that the 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 nature our natures or natures in us that are not of God's order um, would take the word of the dominion in the kingdom to to change, to alter, to defeat, right? But to get these words also, you know, what has just been coming to my mind this season is we cannot access these things with clear eye. So we, we have to follow the order of the spirit. We have to be drunk. We have to submit ourselves and go through the process of just yielding to the spirit, giving ourselves to, to the spirit thing. Like you said, um, we have to change. We have to change so that the Holy Ghost can then begin to really um, appropriate these words that have come to us, words that we've been receiving over time, yes. that they, they will be done in us. Because even for during the time of Jesus, he preached a lot of things about the kingdom. They believed. They were comforted to a degree, but it was not when the, on, up until the Holy Ghost came that mm. those things could really, really be used and, you know, begin to touch things in them and, you know, begin to be arranged properly so that the kind of man that, you know, that is pleased with God, the kind of man that can, you know, can settle with, that God can settle with, the kind of man that can finally get God, you know, yes. can comfort. So th these are all the things that I've, I've just been... Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Um, so there's one area I want to see. So um, the that difference between the baptism of John and then the baptism of Jesus. What is what's the difference between? the waters, we can use it, the waters of John. Is there a difference between the, the waters of John or how John administered his own water and, and Jesus? Hmm. Yeah, hallelujah. Um, waters of John were, as you said, unto repentance. Yes, sir. Now, the waters of John had a lot to. Yes, John was raised by the Spirit in the wilderness. He was a spirit man. Yes, sir. However, his job was to prepare the way. Mm. Just as he said in Malachi. Yes, sir. His job was to prepare the way. Now, and again, I'll go back with reference to your grandfather that you used as example. <laughs> yeah. You know, some walkings that were done before the missionaries came. Yes, sir. I'll just use that as an example. So John mm. was preparing the way for the spirit. Mm. John's, as I said, the least in the kingdom is mm. greater than John, right? Because irrespective of what John was doing, there was something lacking, mm. which was the spirit. Yes. You can have any interaction with the kingdom without the spirit. Yes, sir. So that's why his words were, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm -hmm. That's where he stopped. So he, he could baptize with water, physical water, yes, but water unto repentance. Yes. So people had, most of the disciples of Jesus mm. came from John. So mm. 
a work had already been done, as Brother Jimmy said, repentance, it has stopped. When a, a moving object is rolling, mm. it stops. Mm. Now, when it stops does not mean, as he said, the nature has been taken away. Yes. What made it to move in the first place? But Jesus Christ now, Holy Ghost and fire. Now, he said, unless if you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom, right? Yes, unless if you are born of water and spirit, you yes. cannot enter the kingdom. Yes, now, the doctrine of John, yes, the doctrine of his baptism yes, was for repentance. And that repentance would not take you into the kingdom. Mm. That repentance stops short mm. of mm. where Christ is supposed mm. to take over from. So that mm. road must be prepared in such a way mm. that, as I said, if you pave a road yes. and it gets to a place and you stop and then you have you know, <laughs> rocks yes. every other place. But that pavement has to be there so that the Spirit can ride upon it. Mm. Now when the Spirit, that is mm. with the doctrine of Christ, yes, sir. when yes, the Spirit sir. rides upon it, then it can bring you into the things of the kingdom. Mm. Because without the Spirit, there's no kingdom. Yes, sir. So it can bring you into the things of the kingdom. And that is where Jesus, Jesus Christ came to build upon what John had already done. Mm. So it was um, incremental. Yes. Right? So the Spirit is still the same Holy Ghost. Well, he will start from somewhere. Mm. And that's why we have a lot of um, Christians, supposed Puritans, deeper life, and so on and so forth, who have... <laughs> come into repentance but there's still some things lacking because that doctrine of christ has not been administered yes sir. so that that nature within that caused the object to start moving in the first yes. place in the wrong direction is corrected yes and then we can come into proper relationship with how god actually wanted us to be yes sir. because we must grow to become as i said righteousness peace and joy or if you want to use um, faith, hope, and charity, right? Yes. So you must come into charity before you are acceptable to God. So that is where the doctrine of Christ starts its work, from yes, that sir. righteousness place. It starts yes, its work from there after you must have finished the doctrine of John the Baptist, which has led you on to re repentance. Yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I have, a, I have a question for you, sir. So, so the doctrine of John... Um, so is it the same doctrine so of the milk of the word? It, 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 it's easy to relate it in such a manner to okay. say that the doctrine of John, because the milk of the word mainly is from repentance from dead works. Yes, sir. And... Um, but there is an administration of the Spirit, so it's different. Mm. John, the Holy Spirit was not available when John was doing his own doctrine of repentance. Yes, sir. But right now we have the administration of you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes, and then, well, we get small infilling, very small yes. infilling, and then he can start to lead us, he mm. can start to direct us, he mm. can start to say, don't do this, don't do that. And that is part of the administration of the milk. So John, yes, had his uh, doctrine of baptism, but the milk of the word, I would say, is of a high, let's say higher, maybe higher is not the word, but of a different nature yes. because the spirit is available. Yes, sir. The spirit can start its work. Yes, it's not the doctrine of Christ yet, but the spirit can start its work. And that is why if you see men who grew under Reverend Kenneth Hagin, they were 
we call the Holy Ghost men. They yes, were sir. full or Smith Wigglesmith or you, you can, there are so many names we can call. Um, it doesn't mean they didn't come into certain kind of understanding. Mm. Of course they did. However, the milk of the word starts the process mm. because the spirit is available. So yes. they can, the nature, they can start working on the nature. No matter how little, they can start working on the nature to change it from not just repentance now, but to start rolling it gradually. Mm. Of course, the doctrine of Christ is the one that really changes, that fights the world in us and does the whole work anyway. Yes, but the milk of the world has the spirit. John's administration at that time, the spirit did not come into anyone. Nobody was filled with the spirit. Yes. Um, he, it was the word. The word could create change in men mm. And that change was repentance from what they were doing. Yes. So you now I know that what I'm doing is wrong, right? Yes. And I can stop doing it. Yes. Milk of the word, yes. What I'm doing is wrong. I've given my life to Christ. Yes, you believe in Christ. You don't yet believe on him, mm -hmm. but you believe in Christ. Mm. And then gradually the Spirit starts to lead you from believing in to believing on. Mm. And then you can mm. get to that acceptable place. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. Praise God. Is that is that so? Is it, is it clear? It's very clear. I think what you were saying, sir, is that so the difference, what really characterizes the milk, is the what? Is the spirit. There's, so you see, there's a lot of content in in terms of doctrine that was available. Things, same doctrine content that you find in the milk was available even before. Jesus gave himself for the release of the Spirit. But what that availability of doctrine wasn't tantamount to milk. You can't call it milk. You can't call what John gave milk, even though it has the same kind of preparatory doctrine, but because it, was, it didn't have the Spirit. So, so it's very clear. So what makes milk of the word is the spirit. What makes it milk? What turns that same kind of doctrine that include repentance, include faith toward God, right, and immersions, same kind of doctrine without the spirit is not milk. Praise the Lord. That's, so that's why you see, you can see even in the body, you will see some um, different kind of maybe sects or, or in the body who seem like they have access to the same kind of doctrine. So like you were saying, repentance from dead works. But it's possible to have doctrine of repentance from dead works without this spirit, without the administration of the spirit. It will not be the milk of the word. Praise God. And if it's not the milk of the word, such a person who is raised that way, when the gospel of the kingdom begins to come, they will not be able to gain entrance into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. I believe that the scripture gave a separation between the doctrine of repentance, right, which is the baptism of water unto repentance, and the doctrine of the milk of the word. 
it made a difference. And, and you see that difference in the graduation of the apostles of Jesus. You now see that after a, a time, after a point, they graduated from the doctrine of John into what the Bible now began to call the apostles' doctrine. Praise God. So it's very clear that the, the apostles' doctrine, you didn't, you didn't see it emerge until after Pentecost. It was in the, in the book of Acts, right? And the apostle doctrine was actually the doctrine. Uh, let's find a place in the book of Acts. Amen. And they continued in the apostles' doctrine on the breaking of bread. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Praise God. <clears throat> Amen. Um, verse 41. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. It says, And they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That was the day of Pentecost, right? And then they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in what? And in prayers. Amen. So this is what they, they continued in. They continued steadfastly in these things. Praise God. And then verse 47, it says that praising God and having favor with all the people, then the Lord added to the church daily such as what should be saved. Praise God. So you can see very clear that, clearly that this, this thing, the doctrine which the church was built upon from its infancy was the, is the apostles' what, doctrine, what they call the apostles' doctrine. So the apostles' doctrine is the same doctrine which John started, which they learned from John, and which Jesus picked up, which Jesus built upon, then they had, but then they now had it. They waited for the receiving of the Spirit. Praise God. And they, they began to be immersed. They began to experience the feeling and the baptism of the Spirit. And then when they began to emerge, to experienced the baptism of the Spirit, that thing opened up the what this doctrine called the Apostles' Doctrine. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we blessed tonight? Yes. Say Apostles' Doctrine. Apostles' Doctrine. So anything lower than, than the ministry of the Spirit um, should not be found in the church. Do you see that? That, that, is the, that is the beginning standard for the church. That it wasn't until this apostle's doctrine, which was a, a doctrine of the spirit, administered by the spirit, worked out by the spirit, until it began to emerge. That's when the Lord now began to add unto them. It means that, so you say that the grace for addition to the, to the church did not occur. You know, in the scripture, in the New Testament, there are two methods of increase. In the New Testament, there is a method of addition, 
and then the method of multiplication. Praise God. So the way God will increase the church is he will add first. Then after adding, he will multiply. He will begin the process of multiplication. So that when he says he added to the church such as to be saved, the operation of salvation is the multiplication. Right? It's not by addition. So what that means is that the, 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 the measure of salvation in the church, God increases salvation from a within operation in the church by a replication of a work that is done. So God can add a soul to the church so that that soul can receive the multiplication by the operation of grace. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you seeing that? So, this adding to the church, so, the, so this is the standard of the spirit. It has to be very clear. This thing wasn't too clear before. But the standard of the spirit is the, is the once you compromise the standard of the spirit, you are breaking the church. You are you're actually killing the church. The, the church as an organism is actually an organism of the spirit. The church survives by the spirit. The, how did the dark ages come about? It just came about by a calculated work to defeat the operations of the spirit, to defeat the administration of the spirit by setting men so that they can come into an administrative role in the church. So he, so he got to a season where instead of the Holy Ghost had been the minister in the church, certain men began to legislate the development, the growth, the advancement of the church. So you now discover after a while, after Holy Ghost has gone, all kinds of things began to happen. You now see where people began to spread Christianity by sword. <laughs> right? When you no longer have Holy Ghost, after a while you look at the other side, how do the Muslims do their own? You, you begin to borrow Borrow methods, amen. Or that's why you heard about the crusades and all of those things, right? Amen. Until today, that's one of the greatest arguments of people. You know, when you say that, ah, why is Islam so the way it is? Why do they like killing? They say no about Christianity. You guys have done your own too. You've killed in the name of Jesus. Praise <laughs> God, you know. You know, sometimes you see, when they say Christianity is violent, and you say no, no, you don't understand Christianity. You know, leave all those Old Testament things. That's not Christianity. It's just Jesus preached peace. And they say, no, but the crusades, the crusades, you guys kill people. Amen. So, so that was a very dark time in the body. So, and it's very, you might, you might think it's not possible for Christians to get there. It's very possible. Because once you remove the spirit, another spirit takes over. It's a religious spirit. Re- religious spirit is, the, is where... The zeal for righteousness, where righteousness is driven by the zeal of man. Praise the Lord. And so that, that, that kind of season, it, it creates an, a violent attitude. First of all, which is an inwardly violent attitude to, to come into God's things and God's promises without his own way. And then after a while, it began to manifest physically that men began to physically take up swords in the name of spreading the the kingdom of God. Praise God. Do you see that? So, and then what brought the church out of those dark times was a spark of, it was actually a movement of the spirit in the heart of a man who had a revelation 
praise God, concerning one of, concerning one of the, 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 the elementary, the pre-elementary principles of the church, which is that the just should live by faith. And of course, living by faith means living by the Spirit. Praise God. Amen. So that was where the, the, the way of the Spirit, the door of the Spirit, opened again. Access to the Spirit by a, a Catholic monk named uh, Martin Luther. Praise God. God walked through him. He gave, he gave, gave through him the, the fire of the Holy Ghost began to spread again among Christians. Praise the Lord. And after a while, you saw the operation of the Holy Ghost began again and the church began to spread again. Praise the Lord. So this thing so began to be added again to the church, but not by what? Not by force. So it's very, very clear that any time the soul falls below the life of the spirit, you are falling below the standard of the church. You are falling below the standard of Christianity. Any, any, any Christians who come together, um, who come together and they come together, they begin to meet, they give offering, they pray and all of that, but they don't have a place for the spirit. They don't count as a church in the, in the realm of the spirit. You know, what makes you a church is not that maybe you have come into the doctrine of Christ or you have move into the kingdom? No. It is, it's the presence of the Spirit. The, it's actually the, the free way, the freedom given to the, the Spirit in the lives of people, in both individually and in a corporate way. That's what makes that, that organism a church. It's the Holy Ghost. That is the, the Holy Ghost is actually the, is the one who gave birth to the church. There was no church when Jesus was here. He couldn't raise a church. Praise while he was here physically, he could not raise a church. The church did not exist. It was after he left, it took the Holy Spirit to come to make them a church. Amen. So the word church is an organism of the spirit that has been designed and positioned for, for salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So this water of, let's see, um, let's now see Jesus. Let's go to John, John chapter 3. Praise God. Let's see, when Nicodemus came to Jesus in John 3, if you're there, say Amen. From verse 1, I already says that there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said said unto him, That how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? 
And then Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the world, the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And then that which is born of what? Of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. And so is every one that is what? That is born of the word of the Spirit. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So is everyone that is what? Born of the Spirit. So it's showing you the property of the Spirit. That what what characteristic does spirit add to water to make it powerful for entrance into the kingdom. So there is a property which the spirit adds to the water. The, the spirit, amen, is talking about, he said it blew it. The wind blew it where it listed. And then thou hearest the sound thereof but cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So that word, the word, the word blew it where it listed. And then thou can hear, but you cannot tell. You can hear. You can hear the sound, but you cannot tell. It's talking about the, that, which, that which is, that which cannot be followed. Uh, praise God. When you say whither it goeth, it's talking about its destination. Talking about its movement. Praise God. That which you can you hear, you can sense its presence. So John could hear the sound thereof, which was the sound which is it echoed. John was an echo of the sound of the kingdom. Praise God. And they asked him, Who am I? Who are you? He said that. Go and tell them. That I am the voice crying out in the wilderness that you should what, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Amen. So, so John was actually a, he was a, an echo of the sound of the kingdom. John's water wasn't the sight of the kingdom. He was a bringer of the sound of the kingdom. It was, he was a what? The bringer, these are, these are prophetic. Praise God. Amen. 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 The sound of the what? Of the kingdom. He was a bringer of the sound of the kingdom. But he couldn't give the sight of the kingdom because for sight, there must be involvement of spirit. Praise God. There must be what? Involvement of spirit. Any soul who is not born again cannot see the kingdom. 
That was to born again means any soul that has not become one spirit with the Lord. Amen. Who hasn't had access to the inheritance of the spirit? You know, that's what one of the things that happens when you get born again, right? You receive the earnest of our inheritance, which is the Holy Ghost, according to Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. So, and John did not have that. So, John was, so, so I mean in the wilderness, what he was there to see was what they, they raised him in the wilderness for wasn't the sighting of the kingdom. It was the sound of the kingdom. There's a difference between seeing and sound. They are so sound, the, the power of sound, when you, you can understand the sound from the physical, right? The, because sight and sound have different functions in a person. If you take a person's sight away and leave their hearing, there are some things you can, they can perceive by, by hearing, that they, but, they, but they don't have the sight of. Do, do you understand? Do you, do you get that? There's something about sight. So for something, for, for, you don't need to be, you don't need to, you can be aware of something without seeing it. Even though that thing is not present, the sound of it can go out. And you, can, you might not even know, facing the direction of it. Thou knowest whithersoever it cometh or it goeth. It bloweth where it listed. That word listed is a word. I cannot, I'm not sure if what the dictionary word is. I've never looked it up, but in my heart, I don't know if I'm correct, it's talking about the wheel. Is that, I don't know, is that correct? It blows where it wheels. Is that, you can check it. I don't know if I'm correct. Is that, is that correct, sir? I don't know. Is, NLT? Okay, praise God. So, and that translation calls it wheels. Praise God. So, it, so the wind blew it. That means that there is a wheel of that wind, right? It's, it's moving according to its own wheel. You can't tell where it's going or where it's, or it's coming from. means that you cannot tell the direction of it because of the, it, you don't have the sight for it. You don't have the eyes for the wind, right? You don't have the eyes for the wind, but you can know it's there. Just because you hear the sound thereof. Praise God. You can hear what? The sound. So John was a hearer. He has the faculty, the ability for the sounding of the kingdom. Amen. So he's able to impart the hearing of it. So here, the Bible did not say, except a man be born again, he cannot hear the kingdom. He's saying he cannot see. So the criteria, that's one of the the, the differences between what John's water could do and the ministry and what you come into, the privilege you come into when you get, when you're born when you're born again, which is the privilege of the spirit, is that the spirit adds something to what you are able to have perceive of the kingdom before. It adds the the what the capacity to see. Imagine all of a sudden you no longer just hear the wind. All of a sudden, you can see, you can see the wind. I know there are instruments you can use to see the wind, eh? Scientific instruments. Have you ever watched the weather channel before? 
praise God, they can plot the wind so you they will draw the vectors of it. They will draw the arrows. They can tell you it's a southwest wind. They can draw the arrow and everything. And once they, they put that, their representation upon the, that condition, it brings it into the visible realm that you can have a mechanism by which you can tell where it comes from or where it's going from. Are you, are you seeing? Yes, sir. Amen. So the difference between you and the weather guy is that he is born again and you are not. <laughs> you, you only hear it. But he can tell you the direction. He can tell you whether it comes come from. Whether it goes. By the application of sight. So what do you think? You think that is... This is in the scripture a long time ago. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. So it means that the, the thought, I'm sure the person who thought about that thing, ah, there's a way you can actually see wind. He thought he's a very smart guy. He doesn't know that. Thousands of years ago, he thought about, about sighting the wind has already been there before. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, there's difference between the, the hearing of it and then the seeing of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. So that's what Jesus was telling him here. That it, so except a man be born again, he, except he, he be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. He cannot see. He cannot see. Except you be born again, you cannot see. The word, the kingdom. So a person who, so John was ministering to all those disciples of his for a long time. And they could hear the sound. So the sound of the kingdom can bring about turning. And bring about repentance. Ha! You hear the sound. When you hear the sound of it, you can turn. Praise God. So, waters, praise God. When you see waters, waters have properties too. There is the, when the, the operation of water is full, complete, is when you can see it. But when the operation of water is not full, you might be only be able to hear it and not be able to see. You know, you can hear the sound of a river, of a stream from afar. Am I correct? One of the main work of the Spirit is to bring, to bring, to move things from the realm of, of hearing to seeing. That's one of the work of the, of the Holy Ghost. To, and it's a big transition to make a soul from hearing first. You hear first. Someone can hear without the Spirit. But when it comes to the things of, 
spiritual things. No man can see something spiritual without the spirit. Even when you check, you know, when the Holy Ghost came, there's a way he dramatized. <laughs> Praise God. You know, the you know, Holy Spirit is very interesting. You know, he's the guy who wrote the whole scripture. So, I'm sure one day, amen, then one day was not, it was now time in his writing to now write about when he's coming. <laughs> so, <laughs> the way he would do it, he, he had to make sure he's very, very, you know, he dramatized it properly. So, you, so, you see, so the way he's coming was, a, was also a demonstration of his nature. They didn't see him first. They first heard him. The sound of a mighty rushing wind. That was the first thing. And then appeared. Let's read that place in Acts chapter 2. Oh, thank you. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 2 verse 1, and, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that they were all with one accord in one place, and then suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. So, you see the, you see the hearing of the wind, that's the first thing. So as it was coming, they were hearing it, they were hearing it, they were hearing it, they were hearing it. Amen. It came from heaven. The sound. This was this was oh my kapashuria kabasuta laba taya amalusia suria taparo doske. This was the Holy Spirit. It was he was the one coming, but as he was coming, he was he was it was demonstrating his coming with with nature, with elements, with matter. So it was actually Holy Ghost coming, but as he was coming. The natural realm was demonstrating his coming. So this was an operation of the finger of God, like we said, touching the natural. It was, it was actually a demonstration. Praise God. So, so they were hearing the sound. See, as the sound, it came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind, and he filled all the house where they were sitting. And then after they heard, then the same Holy Ghost turned from sound into sight, into a, a manifestation that can be seen. And they appeared unto them, cloven tongues as of fire, and then it sat upon each of them. So when you see the, the manifestation of, when you see the Holy Ghost tran, transitioning from a windy manifestation to a fairy manifestation is transitioning from an operation of hearing to an operation of sight, an operation of seeing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So you, you see the same thing in the tabernacle. The Holy Ghost 
changing from wind to fire. You see him actually changing from wind to fire. In, from, from without, his presence is actually demonstrated in a windy way. I'm, as I'm saying, I'm seeing it. I, I believe the Holy Ghost has telling me, I'm not saying this one in scripture said expressly, maybe it's there, but what he's saying is that he's, he's saying that the way he demonstrates himself in the outside the sanctuary is by fanning the flames, raising the flames of the altar. You know, there's, there's an altar, praise God, there's an altar of fire, it's a brazen altar, outside, not inside, outside. Amen. But the, the fire of the, the fire, the Holy Ghost, you know, when you see fire, it's the burning of, of the wind. Do you, do you agree with that? If you remove the wind, if you actually remove all the air, fire will go out. The, uh, the fire gets its strength. So that the strength of the consummation of the sacrifice comes from the wind. So those are, those are actually prophetic demonstrations. Praise the Lord. On the outside. If you take that fire that's in the brazen altar outside and move it into an enclosed space, it will not burn the way it burns outside. You know that fire is not another fire. It's supposed to consume that thing very quickly. It's by the strength. So the stronger the, the supply of the wind, the stronger the fire in the outer court. Does that make sense? Then when the Holy Ghost now moves into the holy place, he change, his presence changes. The characteristic of his presence changes from wind to the flame which you see in the candlesticks inside the sanctuary where upon the menorah. Even that symbolizes the Holy Ghost inside the sanctuary. So you see that, that change from what? From wind. Uh-huh. So from the sound, from the hearing to the seeing. So the Holy Ghost is the activator of the seeing, of seeing. He's the one that makes the, the soul begin to see. Praise the Lord. The Holy Ghost is the one who what? Who makes the soul begins to see. He makes the soul begin to see. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense to you? So it means no soul has seen before until the spirit. spirit. No soul had what? No No soul had ever seen before. Many souls had been hearing, but they could not see. They characterized the Pharisees as the blind, leading the blind. So with all their knowledge of the law and everything, I'm sure when it comes to actual knowing of things, everything John was saying, they knew it. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. They knew every, there's nothing that John was saying when he was preaching. They would have just been surprised. How did he know it? 
these things he's saying, how did he know it? But they knew it a long time ago. Uh, are you getting it? Why would Jesus speak about them that they stand at the door of the kingdom? How did they get there? They would they stand, they will not enter, and they refuse orders to enter. So they are actually a amen. They are the pharisaical stature is a framing of darkness against sight. Is a stature that is also the spirit of religion. The religious spirit is a spirit framed by Satan against sin. Is against sin. Is a walk against sin. When you see, when a heart is possessed by a religious spirit, they refuse to see. They cannot see. Everything they do is against sight. They replace sight with zeal. Don't a religious spirit makes you not value sin. Instead, value other things than sin. That's a that was the nature of the Pharisees. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Do you see that? They said they will stand there, they won't enter, they won't let others enter. So when, they, when, so when John came, so it means that what John was teaching, that doctrine of repentance, is a doctrine of turning. They knew those things that John was saying. Because the work of John is to be able to recognize, make souls be able to recognize Jesus. That's one of the signs that John has what has his water has really worked on his soul. Is that when you see Jesus, that was his own operation. He was the one who was able to, by virtue of his waters, he was able to interpret who Jesus was to him. Amen. And also the same thing, all those disciples were able to accept Jesus when he came. Praise the Lord. Now, so you see, every every Pharisee, they could see Jesus. They could discern Jesus the way John could. So, so Pharisees, those men were people who they knew the baptism of repentance, but they refused to repent. It's a nature. It's a work. The Pharisees, are, that nature is a work. Satan did it beforehand. Eh? Before God raised up John in the wilderness, Satan was also raising men also with the sound of the kingdom, but raising them with hatred against that sound. Stature that when the time of turning begins, they will have the stature to resist being turned for entrance into the kingdom. Praise the Lord. It's true, it's true. for a cycle stature, that's how Nicodemus was able to identify Jesus. Was a man of the Pharisees, right? He came to Jesus by night, right? He had, he was, he had a stature. And when he came, he said, we know. Not just me, we. Who is the we? The, the Pharisees, right? He says we. So we all, all of us, those of us, oh, we who are questioning you every day. Are you the son of God? Are you the we actually? That's why he, he had to come by night to tell Jesus secretly. It's not like we don't know. We know. We, we actually know. We can, we can read you. When we read your miracles and everything you are doing, 
Amen. Amen. We can read it. We know that because there are other miracle workers. There were many. Because you can't have Jews without miracles, without sign. Those by the power of Beelzebub, by the power. You see, when Paul and when they were ministering, you saw many kinds of demonic operations there. So the Jews are not strangers to the to the spectacular supernatural in that sense. You know, because the Jews seek a sign. They don't that's their, their nature is to seek things that are uh-huh. Praise the Lord. So it's not like there were any miracle workers before. It's just that, but there was something about Jesus that the Pharisee was raised to see. That was why Jesus did not spare them. Jesus did not, Jesus did not say, let's pray for the Pharisees and let's try and reach out to them. As soon as Jesus saw them, he knows them, who they are. He knows that these ones have, have known me for a long, for a long time. And but they have a stature to resist who I am. Praise the Lord. Do you see that? So that, that nature is a nature against sight. So that's why as soon as Nicodemus began to come and talk, good master, you come from God. Jesus just began to tell him, except a man be born again. He... <laughs> Jesus said, because he knows your problem is sight. You guys are framed against sight. It wasn't beaten about the bush. Right. <laughs> right? Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. That's your, that's, that's your problem. You can't see it. You're blind concerning the kingdom. Amen. See, back to John oneness. Amen. So, so you see that the John three, right? So you were saying that the wind, the wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence. He cometh, and whither it goeth, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So you see that, that nature of the Holy Ghost going from sound, from wind to seeing. Amen. You see the sound of the, sound of the wind. Amen. Amen. That was what that John had that. No, that, that, that thing was, a, was also a demonstration. There was a time... You know, you know, the spirit of, of John was the spirit of Elias, or the, the spirit of Elijah. Was it Elijah that was the man, was the man of light passion, yes, who said that he should not reign? Yes, and he did not reign. Yes, when, when it was time to reign, what happened? He sent, I think he prayed and prayed and prayed. Was it true prayer? Yes, yes, then what happened? As he was praying, he was sending his servant to listen. And, and then after, when he sent him again to go and listen, what did his servant say? He said, I, he said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I, can you remember? Amen. Can you remember that? I don't know the, the scripture. It just came into my spirit. That was an Elijah sign, you know, right? It was the... 
Kings. First Kings chapter. Okay, what was in verse forty-five? First Kings eighteen. Okay, okay, don't read the whole thing. Read when the rain was about to come. When he sent the servant. Forty-four. Okay, what did he say? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. What does 41 say? Say it again. Okay. 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 So Elijah said to Ahab, get thee up, eat, and what? For there is a sound. It means he was hearing the rain coming. Right? So it means he was a hearer. He wasn't walking by seeing the rain. He was a walking by hearing of the, of the rain. Amen. So, 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 praise God. Hallelujah. How long did it stay without raining? Three. No. Three. Was it three? Three and a half. Those are prophetic numbers. Do you remember? Three and a half. So that three and a half, do you, you remember that? Is the time that it will take There's a first three and a half that begins to count from without the kingdom till the time of, till you get to, in the book of Revelation, it said that you should abandon the, Revelation chapter 11, do not measure the, the city and the court of the city. Because it's been given to what? The Gentiles and they shall throw it under food for how long? 42. For 42 months. And 42 months is three and a half years. Those are prophetic numbers. Praise God. So that rain is actually the rain is where when sight begins. Am I correct? He said measure the temple. But not the court. So the court is where, like I said, are <laughs> you getting seen really? The I mean is the operation of the light starts from where within, which is the beginning of that last three and a half. Am I, am I making sense? I don't know if I'm making sense to you. 
I don't want to go too deep into this. I just want to try and connect where our, we've already taught around this, so we already have some sight. So once I can connect that side, then we can move on. Praise God. So, so, so you can separate the first three and a half from the, from the other three and a half. Right. The, the other three and a half is when the, the light of worship, of temple worship, begins to burn. Do you see that? It's still the first three and a half city and courts. In between city and courts, you find also kingdom entrance happens in that point. But the time of the manifest, the usage of the site for worship happens within, which is within the temple, beyond the courts, which is another season of another three and a half. So the season of the first three and a half is the time of the sound of the abundance of rain. Is the time of the sound of what? The abundance of rain. Is still the time of the wind of hearing. And are you getting what I'm saying? It's also a time of what? Of hearing of the sound of what? Of the abundance of rain. So, so that three and a half of Elijah. And you know that John the Baptist had this spirit. He said that he will come in the spirit and the power of Elijah. So what I tell you is that they will carry the same prophetic attitude. Are you getting me? Yes. Now, you see that thing of Elijah praying, that three and a half, the reason why, I'm not just speaking something random. Because Elijah did many things. But what I'm telling you is that that particular one was actually an operation by the Holy Ghost for Scripture that has an interpretation in New Testament. How do I know? Because in the book of Hebrews 11, out of everything Elijah did, that's the one they picked and they mentioned it. That, that, that operation of Elijah was a summary of Elijah's spirit. There was something prophetic about that operation. So, so it means that Elijah, the, the preparatory spirit, is the, is the spirit of, that, that can carry the sound of an abundance of rain. Rain that should fall. Of course, that rain really is the rain of the kingdom. It is, when, so when the rain has come, and began to fall, you will be able to see it. Are, are we making sense? Praise God. So it means the season of preparation for the kingdom is a season of hearing without seeing. First, then you now move into a season of hearing and, and seeing, a season of seeing, which is the actual time of preparation, but it is the preparation that can only be done by a different baptizer. 
right? Not just the baptizer that carries that attitude of Elias, the, the spirit of Elias. Amen. Am I making sense here? Yes, So the other baptizer, the one who can baptize with water and spirit, is the one who will introduce the scene, who brings the, the season of seeing, not just the season of hearing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, that he cannot what? He cannot enter into what? Into the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. So when, so when the spirit comes, and then you, it, the spirit is a bringer of, is actually the interpreter of the water, right? So it's possible for a soul to be, to, someone to be washed, their bodies to be washed by water, but they cannot see what is, they cannot see things inside the water, right? The sight, the water that washed somebody, the person might not know what is in the water. It means he doesn't have the understanding of what the water is carrying. But the water washed because the application of the water externally does not involve sight. It's an external operation. Amen. Because sight has to do with the within. Sight is for what? It's for the within. Jesus was saying, amen, that the Light of the body is the eyes, right? That if your eye is single, your body will be full of light. If your eye is evil, your body will be full of darkness. And if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that? So it's inside as the, as the gate into the within. That you cannot access, you cannot do anything that has to do with the within of a man. You cannot tamper or relate with the within of a man without the operation of sight. So, so John wasn't able to deal with the within of man. Even though he had the water, and that water, his water has instructions from men's within, but he couldn't use, he couldn't lift, open the water up for an inward transaction. But rather, he used the water to wash them and to, to, to rearrange their conduct. Praise the Lord. It was a washing which he did. So, but the ministry of spirit, water and spirit, it actually goes beyond just washing. Right? The ministry of water and what? Spirit, praise the Lord, goes beyond just washing. It goes beyond, it is the beginning of, this, of sight. Is the beginning of what? Of sight. The beginning of what? Of seeing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Does this make sense? Yes, Are we being blessed today? Praise the Lord. Praise God. So there is a sight 
There is sin in the milk. Sin doesn't start with the meat of the word. Sin starts with the milk of the word. Right? The, the, the church is actually a place of sin. Anytime you see church gather, there's no sin at all. That is, that is an existence below the, the standard of the church. There should be sin going on. Why? You should not have the spirit without sin. Yes. There is measure of sin that is involved. Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Praise God. So the, the Holy Spirit begins to teach. So when someone is born again, they begin to see the kingdom. Am I correct? They begin to see it. Begin to see the kingdom. Then that sight of the kingdom, praise God, produces the birth. The word burn of water and the spirit means you have come into the fullness of the measure of the spiritual preparation. Because they use the word born of the water and of the spirit. It means that you have been fully baptized in the Holy Ghost. Because baptism is a birth. Amen. It's a birth which the Holy Ghost uses the water to give birth to you. It's the water for entrance into the kingdom. The Holy Ghost uses that water to give birth to what is so. That word to give birth means that the Holy Ghost has used in the water and the sight which is given for that water. He's been able to make some things to die and to make other things arise in the soul. That process, Paul referred to that process, Paul, was it Peter? Praise God. He referred to it as the washing of regeneration. He called it washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Paul, right, in, in Titus chapter 3, let's read that. It's the washing of regeneration and then the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's see Titus, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you there? Amen. Let's see. Verse 5 says, not by works of righteousness, right? Verse 4 says, but after the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration, right? And then the word, which he shared on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Then after that, you now begin to move into the justification by grace, and then I will make you become heirs of the hope of a eternal life. So, so this wash, initial washing is an initial washing of regeneration, and then the renewing of the Holy Ghost. The word renewing means it's a kind of birth. 
is, is a birth, is a renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say renewing. renewing. Renewing is not washing. So here you are seeing water and spirit. Yes. This is the birth of water and of the spirit. Is a washing with the water. That water is actually the water of regeneration. Right? And then that, that renewing of the Holy Ghost, that operation of the Holy Ghost here is a spirit that brings forth the baptism. So renewing means something going, old going, and something new coming. That's the process of baptism. Are you seeing that? So this is not now the, it's not the renewing of Christ yet. Right? So after this renewing has happened, it's not the new creation. It is the renewing of the Holy Ghost. It is the what? It's the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. This is what the milk of the word is supposed to achieve. In a soul. It's supposed to produce a washing of regeneration and then the word, the renewing of the Holy Ghost. That word washing of regeneration is actually a preparatory washing. So regeneration is not washing. So those two words there, if you use, if you're using your spiritual sense to look at them, your scripture sense, you know that those two things, they shouldn't be, they are not to get, normally together. It's either it's a regeneration or it's a washing. It's, a, it's not a washing if it's a regeneration. Re, regeneration, genes, has to do with the bringing forth of new life. It's not a washing of something away. It's talking about the regeneration of things. So the washing of regeneration is not really the regeneration. It is the washing for the regeneration. It's, it's washing to prepare for a regeneration. This is so, is that, so of course, it's now, is a washing for, is a washing for the blood. Because regeneration, genes, you can only find genes in the blood. Regeneration can only happen by the blood. And the blood is, can only be found in the kingdom. Yes. So this washing of regeneration is the washing for the kingdom. It's the kind of washing that, can be, that must be done for kingdom. That's why except a man be born of this water, and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. You must experience the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost in order for you to enter into the kingdom. That's just what, what this, this place is saying. Kalamaha. Shamanatalo. Kalamaha. Shut 
Allah must to fear to side the city to see them, to side them, to see them, to see them, to see them, to see them. Again, I claim, I claim, I claim, I them, I them, I them, side them, side them, I them, hide them, hide them, side them, hide them, hide them, help them, hide them, help them, hide them, hide them, side them, hide them, hide them, hide them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is high sight. This is high sight. This is high sight. This is my sight. This is my sight. My sight given to you for to help you. My sight given to you for to help you. Eyesight. 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 Insight. Eyesight. 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 For this is my sight. For this is my sight. For this is my sight given to you. This is impartation of sight. Impartation of sight. Impartation of understanding. The impartation of understanding. For this is the sight that the spirit birth. This is the sight that the spirit birth. This is an eyesight. This is the sight that I ought and have. I have. I have. This is my sight. My sight. Eyesight. Eyesight. Eye. High. High. Eyesight. Eyesight. High wisdom. High wisdom. High wisdom. Very high wisdom. High wisdom. Eyesight. Eyesight. I solve, I solve. I solve, I solve, I solve. I'm bringing I solve. I bring I solve for to wash your sight, for to wash your sight, for to open your sight, to renew my sight, to regain my sight, for to regain my sight. I'm bringing I solve, I solve, I solve, I solve, I solve, I solve, I solve. I'm opening eyes, eyes of your spirit, eyes of your soul. You begin to see, you begin to see, you begin to see, you begin to see, you begin to see. I bring eyes out, I bring eyes out, I bring eyes out, says the Spirit. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Verse 6, which is shared on us abundantly. So this washing of regeneration and, and the renewing of the Holy Ghost, he shared on us abundantly through, through Jesus our Savior. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, let's go back to John chapter 3. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So in verse 3, he said, he said I, John 3 verse 3 says, uh, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the word, the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot do what? He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And then that which is born of the Spirit is what? Is spirit. Amen. So, so this born of water and of the Spirit too. So except you are born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot do what? You cannot enter into the kingdom. Now, so this... So the kingdom, um, praise God, the kingdom is actually a continuation, is a continuation of waters and spirit. That's why you must be born of water and the spirit. So, any soul that hasn't had the initiation into water and spirit cannot enter the kingdom. You cannot enter because you are not compatible with the kingdom. Jesus described the birth as a conversion. So, to convert you into something else. So, if you are, if birth of water and the spirit had to give you, a, to convert you into something for the kingdom, it means that that thing you're converted into is actually, is very, very, it is compatible. It's for conversion, for compatibility into, in the kingdom. Amen. So, water is doctrine, right? Is doctrine, doctrine. See, doctrine. 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 So, so, it's so that will be compatible with the kingdom must be a soul that has gained compatibility with doctrine and spirit. Doctrine and spirit. And now for what is knowledge. Knowledge. See knowledge. 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 Not every soul is compatible with knowledge. I mean with spiritual knowledge. You know spiritual knowledge is a different kind of thing. 
to make his soul know a spiritual thing. Something must happen to his soul. It's not normal for a soul to know something spiritual. Praise God. So, a soul that carries to the carrying of spiritual knowledge is actually the carrying of waters in the, from within, right? To carry water within means you're, you're a carrier of knowledge. Praise God. From the inside, that was the, the difficulty of the Pharisees. They couldn't carry spiritual knowledge. They couldn't carry, they were framed against knowing things, spiritual knowing. So he said, had thou a master of Israel and you knoweth not these things, knoweth not these things, you knoweth not them, and you are a master of Israel, and you don't know these things. Praise God. So Jesus was teaching of spirit, even though he just began to teach about things that are earthly. He said, how, how would you even know if I teach, begin to teach you to speak about what? Of course, those heavenly things are the things of the kingdom of heaven, yes. right? The heavenly kingdom. Those are those things. So, he said, I, I, how, how will you even know? If, I, if you don't know anything about the water of regeneration, you don't know anything about the renewing of the Holy Ghost, you, have, you are clueless about the concept of a soul, praise God, having of being born of water and of the spirit. You don't know anything about a soul being made compatible to flow with spiritual waters. How can you know about the things of the kingdom? Are you getting me? Are you getting me? So sometimes when things of the kingdom are being spoken, sometimes when you see souls having difficulty grasping them and, and, who, and flowing with them, is because of a lack of the facility which they did not have. They are not, the souls are not carriers of waters. The soul is not framed to, by the spirit to hold spiritual waters. Not every soul can carry spiritual waters. They are so that when you are pouring waters into them, it leaks out like pouring water into a basket. They can't carry it. When you pour and pour and pour, you ask, okay, you find, when you go and find what you've been pouring, you won't see it there anymore because the soul is not framed, is not compatible, praise the Lord, with, the, with spiritual waters. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I, I, am I making sense? Yes, so, so every soul that wants to join in the kingdom must be, a, if, must be compatible with waters. Water now. One of the signs of a water, a soul that has been converted to hold waters, spiritual waters, is, is that they are, or there's also the, the sign of the, is, is so compatible with knowledge, is, a, is that they, is, oh Jesus, thank you Jesus. That those such souls, how you can tell them is where they place the, their emphasis where they place their emphasis. There are two things. Paul separated them. Zeal, knowledge. Zeal and knowledge. He separated them in, in Romans chapter 10, where he said, my heart, beloved, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear record that they have a zeal for God, but not according. So they've been ignorant of God's righteousness 
are going about trying to establish a righteousness of their own. They are ignorant of God's righteousness. They are ignorant. That word ignorant means they don't have knowledge. They are not compatible with the knowledge of righteousness. So they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So that word knowledge, when you say according to knowledge, it's spiritual knowledge. Am I correct? Yes, sir. So a soul that can, is capable, to, capable of putting emphasis on spiritual knowledge, such a soul is a soul that's compatible with the waters of God. That's the, the work of being born of waters and of the spirit. I don't know if you are, the way we are looking at us, you are not understanding me. I don't know. <laughs> is it, I, I just need little encouragement. Is that, should I continue? Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. It's not easy to, it's not, what Satan has done, Satan has done so much to souls. It's just, he, he, he is a spirit. He knows how spirit should be framed. He knows that the way, the spirit that God can use, a soul that God can use, how, there's a way they must be. They have to be a certain way. You know that if you don't have that kind of formation, even no matter how God likes you, he loves you. Oh, I'm God's picking. Oh, God does not play with me. God like that. You know, praise God. I'm God's special child and all that. God, those things don't move Satan. He don't, he don't, he, because God, Satan knows that he's not a function of how much God likes you. He, he knows that God is no respecter of persons when it comes to it. That God will not, cannot open his things or his kingdom to his soul that has not experienced the conversion for compatibility for his own things and for his knowledge. So every soul that God will give access to himself, to his things, must be knowledge compatible. He must be, he must be in a setting where you are compatible with spiritual knowledge. If you are not compatible, do everything to be this way. There are some of us that you feel, ah, you just feel like you are just free. You are just different, Sha. You know, this spirit, this thing, you, you don't, you have your own way, you know. There's a way, I, ah, there's a way I, I, I approach God a different way. You know what I mean? There's, the, some... So, 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 there are souls that can come around this kind of way now and just say, no, 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 no. They will, or they will just summarize this as, it's, just, it's nice, so what you are saying is true, but it's just one way of approach to God. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? That there's a, another way that maybe I, I approach God. There are souls that think that they can come to God without, this, without the way of spiritual knowledge. That They feel they can, by singing, maybe, that's just an example. That's just one example of things that we do. That by singing, you can maybe just... When I sing, I connect with God that way. You <laughs> get what I'm saying? I sing. When, when, when to sit down like this and then listening to all these things, I'm not feeling God but like this. It's, I don't feel God when one guy is just talking about water and all that, regeneration and all that. I'm not feeling God. But bring a... Let me be hearing what... 
That, that's the way, that's the way I connect. Oh, no, no, but when I, when I connect, when I'm praying, you know, it's talk and all this talk. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Come on, let's, when we pray, you know, yeah, yeah, I feel, I, I get what I'm saying. You don't know that, you, you know that, a walk of the devil can make you love prayer inordinately, inordinately, or love singing inordinately. That can be a walk. They just walk it in you. And sometimes when you trace that walk, you can trace it back to your home, to your mom. Your mom always singing while she's cooking. Just that's just the way. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, but that thing is not God who did that thing there. It was just by virtue of, are you getting what I'm saying? So you fall on that. Oh, that's, this is the way that, that feels more natural for me. But, that, but you have to be willing to abandon your own way. That's what the washing of regeneration is to regenerate. It's to, uh, it's to wash you. Make you ready for a regeneration. Then a renewing of the Holy Ghost. That word renewing is to make, let the real prototype, let the, because the ghost has the prototype for the kingdom. He has the preparation for the kingdom. Let him lay that preparation in your heart. His doctrine, whom will he teach knowledge? Whom will he cause to understand doctrine? Him that has been what, weaned from milk. It has been drawn from the breast. It's in wind from milk, drawn from the breast. So the milk of the word is the preparation for the actual doctrine of the kingdom. So you see, knowledge, doctrine, they are the same. Praise God. So, so, so a soul, say water. Water and spirit. Water. Water and spirit. Water and spirit. Water and spirit. Your soul must become compatible with water. Why? Because when you move into the kingdom, the kingdom is a world of waters. Is it when you get there? It's water to water to water to water to water to water. To, if you have a if you have a tendency of turning away from waters, you will not do well in the kingdom. Is Doctrine to doctrine to doctrine to doctrine to doctrine. To, that's how they. That's how they establish the dominion of God in the heart. Amen. Amen. So when, so the work of the, of the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Say renewing of the Holy Ghost. Renewing of the Holy Ghost is to do something. Is to. Import into the soul the joy of waters. Is to train the soul in the joy of what? Of the enjoyment of waters. The soul should be enjoying the bombardment of waters. Are you getting? 
So it's, it's, you're moving a soul from what from its, you're changing its focus, where, what it, it emphasizes, what it values. So some of us don't have that joy yet. It's not, or we have it a little, it's not enough. You know what I'm talking about, joy of what? I mean the joy of doctrine. The enjoyment of, some souls don't know what that thing means, to be enjoying doctrine. If you don't enjoy doctrine, you don't enjoy the kingdom. Are you, are you seeing that? Yes, sir. So, the, so you now see when God is coming, as you're approaching God, the, the further you go to God, let's cover that. Because you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you have to be accessing God by, you already, it would have brought you into the current of his waters. And you're beginning to make access. The closer you are getting to God, the, the depth of the waters, the strength of the waters are increasing. That water that's flowing from God, that was what Revelation chapter 22, 22 right, was about. He showed me a pure river of water of light, life as clear as crystal, proceeding out of God. It was proceeding. means it was coming out of God. And from, see that throne I want to get to. What's coming from there? It's waters. So if you don't like waters, if you get easily tired of doctrine, why are you going to God? What are you, why are you going? Why are you bothering yourself? When you see the angels who come from that realm, when they come from that realm. What they are framed for, they are they are framed for the for the waters of God, for the rivers of God. They don't. That's where that's it's it's that's their enjoyment. The waters of God. They are beings of the of the waters of God, of the rivers of God. They don't. You see what what makes what? Do you know what their pedigree, their qualification is in the spirit? Their qualification in the spirit is the capacity. To handle the weight of the speakings of God. What God says, they carry it. Bless the Lord, all you is angels. Psalm 103. Those ones, they're hacking under the voice of his word. Right? Those are the ones that have the closest proximity to him. They're hacking under the voice. What is he saying? Is doctrine. Constantly, constantly. They are not tired of his waters. They don't they don't tired. They are not 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 tired. When when Elohim says, Okay, there's one intricate aspect concerning my my life I want to talk about. It it they are glad about it. They hacking to hacking. When I say hacking, I'm not just seeing Aldi here. No, no, hacking is more than that. Hacking, hacking, to hacking means they are all their senses are yielded. Open they, they tune their all the content of their being. Okay, what does Elohim have to say now? What does he have to say? What does he have to say? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, 
Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? So that's the greatest attribute of a saved soul. That is why, what makes a soul? What makes a soul being? When you say a soul has been saved, it means you've gotten them to a point where you cannot pluck them out of the presence of God. You cannot remove them. It's, it's what glues a soul to God? Does it have? This one is so glued, it's saved. It's, the, it's, it's how one they are with the, with the sayings. There's no longer a separation between his saying. I mean, there's nothing that will come out of God that can offend them anymore. When you get there, you are now saved. There is no longer resistance to his speaking. You no, you no longer resist his waters. Your soul is open to the waters of God. Are you saying you know, that is a, that is a statue of what? So the, the work of the Spirit is to introduce your soul to the, to, the, to the joy of the waters of God. Make a soul joyful about doctrine, about knowledge. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Isaiah chapter 12, remember? What does it say? Let's read it. Praise God. Isaiah 12, verse 1. It says, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Right? That though thou was angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. And therefore, with joy shall what? He would draw waters out of where? The wells of salvation. So therefore, with joy shall we what? Draw water. Out of where? Out of the wells of salvation. So, who is the one who teaches how to draw? Who is that person? He's the spirit to teach you how to draw waters out of the wells of salvation. To draw waters out of the well of salvation. You know, what is, what is a well? A well is a so what is the reserve? What is the reservoir? A storage. A holder to waters within. Am I correct? Access to. So, what, a reservoir is actually buried rivers. Right? River that is trapped and buried that you can't access normally. Then, True, there's a way of access. So it means the well. There's a well that goes into the depth of God. So that one who, who searches for eyes have not seen or ears heard, neither has he entered into the heart of any man things which God has wrought, or he should reveal them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yeah. Even the deep, even so the, the spirit is the one who enables the soul to draw out of the depths, to draw out of the, out of the depths of God. You see that? So, so it means the realm of salvation is a realm of buried waters. 
right? What tasks beyond the surface that a soul will need a equipment to tap into and to draw out of? So the Holy Ghost is the capacitator of the soul. It makes the soul a drawer. Make the soul. Where, see, the way God has hid his knowledge, no man can get, you, can't, you can never see. Praise God. There is no, 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 there is no soul that God has not seriously helped, that the Holy Ghost who hasn't seriously helped, that can sit down here for hours and listen to what I'm saying and be enjoying it. Go and bring the most powerful man on earth in any discipline, in any knowledge, in any realm that can sit down and hear these things that you're hearing and, be en and, en and enjoy it, not pretend, you know, not trying to prove, <laughs> praise God, not trying to prove that you can stay here for three hours, four hours, no, but can, as, as it's coming, you are finding an enjoyment in these things. You can see it's a strange capacity. Only the Holy Ghost can rot that. So you see, the more preparation you have in you, the more joy capacity for doctrine. That's a sign of a soul that is healthy. The amount of joy capacity for doctrine that your soul has. Because the, that capacity is the vessel, is the ability, is the vessel with which you are able to draw. Your soul, you draw with your soul out of God. You know that? It's with your soul. Your soul is, the, is what you draw with. But the, how good, let's say you, like I'm always using the analogy of a basket. When you go to a basket to draw out of the depth, it will draw and bring out nothing. Because it doesn't have the, the ability to carry from the depth, to fetch out of the depth. It's the preparation of the spirit that makes a soul a drawer of doctrine. A soul with little preparation, they get tired easily. They get angry easily, frustrated easily. They sleep easily. Is, have you ever seen the person? Have you ever seen the person that's enjoying something and sleeping at the same time? Go and try it. You cannot do it. When enjoyment ends, sleep starts. Am I like? Am I like? Oh. See, it means you can tell I watch preparation by. Let me not say that. What made the, the Ephesians able to listen to Paul from? Every day from morning till evening. Maybe that evening is even when Paul will say, ah, let, me go and, let me go and rest for tomorrow. Maybe they are the one that even wake him up. Uncle Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we are here, we have our notes. And come, let's start to, before, before, sun come, before sun comes out to 
Right, because when, when Paul got there, it's our Holy Ghost. He started with the Holy Ghost. Remember when he went in Acts? When he went to Acts chapter 19, it was Holy Ghost he started with. He loaded them with spirit. So they had so much preparation. Then he started teaching them. And I'm sure as he was teaching them, we were probably starting from the milk and began to teach and began to teach and began to teach. It was, it's through his teaching, there was also more baptism, more preparation ongoing until they had so much capacity for doctrine. They didn't get tired. So much capacity for doctrine. Enjoyment, enjoyment. And you, know, you know, there's a way teaching these waters go. Eh? It can go deeper and deeper. And what makes it open is the level of, the, of hearts. Hearts draw. They pull out of the depth. When the enjoyment is going down, the spirit begins to close. It begins to close. It begins to, begin to, 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 to withdraw it back. So, are you seeing that? So, so those depths is the, your capacity of joy preparation. When, imagine a meeting where souls are loaded with preparation. Imagine the liberty of the spirit. That's where, that's where the depth, the belly of God opens. Say the Spirit of the Lord is the candle of Jehovah. He says he searches all the inward parts. It's not your belly, it's God's own belly. You understand? That's the belly that he searches. You understand? It's not your own. The inward parts. Belly means what is inside. Depth, countenance. He searches out that the belly and he brings it out. The Holy Ghost is yearning for a time on the earth. But you know, right now, he's trying, he's trying, small, small. Praise God. Every meeting, he has to help us, to help us to see how much can we draw. Sometimes we draw just a little. We draw a little. But the Holy Ghost is yearning for a time on the earth when, when there will be so much preparation. Amen. Imagine what church will look like. Imagine what, what church would be when you have vessels that have been prepared to draw God's waters out. Praise the Lord. So, so you see, the devil, his work is to make sure that he knows what, what your soul needs. He knows what the Holy Ghost wants to do. So he, ta- he changes your focus to something else. Like we're, we're talking about the difference between zeal and knowledge. Zeal. Knowledge, zeal, knowledge. What fights your baptism into the waters of God? Are those things you are zealous of that are not those waters? Those things you are zealous of that are not those waters. Are you getting me? And, and so the, the world is the, is the infu- it brings the, the zeal. The word is what baptizes men with zeal. The word is what what? is a giver of baptism. And that word for the word is the word is a giver of joys. The word trains souls on what to be joyful for, what to enjoy, what to love. 
you see a soul can sit down and watch a TV series. You know that TV series, what they are furnishing you with. It's not just telling you a story. There's something. It's through the story they can tap into a joy source. It's a strength source for something that can keep a man seated for hours upon hours upon hours. You're there. Don't just, don't, it's not, there's something. It's tapped into something. And a lot of times, those things are, are leading with lust and pride. It's not, when you see it's just a story, it's not just a story. There's something about that story that's tickling you somewhere. That makes you want, you want to see how this thing is going. Where is it going? You've already taken sides, supported one person. You have someone you are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? And why you are supporting them is not because they look like Jesus. They behave like Christ. <laughs> Strength, joy, strength, right? Now, so you see that why you see where the tie waiting to strength is joy. Waiting, joy is the power of waiting. They tie those things together. It's a demonstration of strength. They that do wait upon the Lord. To wait, you need strength. Then by when you complete, accomplish a waiting, they renew the strength. You gain more strength. You get what I'm saying? Yes, sir. They mount up with wings as the eagles. They run. They walk. They shall not be weary. They shall run and they shall not faint. Not faint. Strength. Praise the Lord. Are you getting me? So you need you need joy for waters. Joy for the what? For the waters of the Lord. In Isaiah he said, Come ye, chapter fifty five. Let's read it. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 55 verse 1. It says, Who everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. Where should you come to? Come to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yeah, come. Buy wine and milk without money and without what? Price. Buy wine and buy what? Milk without what? Money and without what? Price. You should buy what? Buy wine and buy what? Milk. So you know what milk is? What is milk now? What? We said it before. What do we say milk is? Water and spirit. That which can cause increase. That can cause growth. Do you see that? Uh-huh. Praise Praise God. Buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye, ye that which is good. 
And then let your soul delight itself in what? Fatness. When you come to the waters, the waters can feed you with things that would produce delight in fatness. You need delight in fatness to partake of fatness. Now, fatness is the meal in the kingdom. Right? Is a meal upon Mount Zion, am I correct? In Isaiah chapter 15. Praise God. Hallelujah. Said, In this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things. A feast of what? Wine on the leaves. Of fat, fat things full of marrow, right? Of wine on the leaves. Well, refined. Now, in that mountain, that mountain is the mountain of Zion. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, so. The soul delighting in fatness. So you have to delight in fatness to feast of fat, feast on fatness. So there is the fatness which is which you find in Zion, which is the meal in Zion. It's actually the meal of the kingdom. It's the fatness in Zion. That it will take a soul that has the delight of fat things. That for that fat things, that feast, I love the way they put it, is a unto all people. It doesn't mean all people can eat it. Why? Because it's in a mountain. Are you getting me? So to, to feast on a mountain, you must have mounted up with wings. Mount up with wings. Mount up with wings. The purpose of mounting up with wings is to is to ascend the mountain, to take a leap, to go higher into a place of the feast, the elevation. The, the elevation at the height, there's a, there's a meal of the height that only heightened soul can eat. There's, so, there's a soul, there's a meal that a soul must be Capacitated by the strength of joy. Yes, joy elevates. I mean this joy of partaking. Which the spirit gives to the soul. It raises the soul. It actually makes you. It gives you wings in the spirit. Yes. The preparation of the spirit. Actually wings of the spirit. For you to ascend into the place of feeding. The place where the table of the Lord has been set. Where the Lord has set a table. A feast of righteousness. A feast of fat things. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear and come unto me here and you shall leave and I will make an everlasting covenant and assure what mercy. So, you see, they, they, talk, they, they, they are, um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see the relationship between the delight in fatness and then hearing and your soul living. Praise God. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. Even what? The sure mercies. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting me? Now, so this river of God we are speaking about, right? <laughs> so the water, the water, say water. water. The water, there's a, that stream that comes from God. It comes from God. 
then is the streams of the kingdom, but it actually flows all through the kingdom. Then it flows out of the kingdom. Are you getting me? It flows out of the kingdom to baptize souls who need to flow by the water inside the kingdom. Now, when you flow by the water inside the kingdom, the water turns into blood. Now, it is when you are in the kingdom, it's not just ordinary water. It's water. You know, blood is water that has things inside. Are you getting me? Blood is water that has the genes inside. It's still water, but it has things on the inside. It's water with the genes of the kingdom. That's the, the dimension of blood in the kingdom. Are you getting me? So the waters of the kingdom aren't just water. It's actually water with blood. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, but that water, it flows to every heart. It can flow out to hearts that it's preparing for the kingdom or to relate with the kingdom. And when it's flowing, it flows into our outside. As it's flowing out, it breaks into streams. Streams for what? Baptism. What is the meaning of a stream? A stream is a... Is a what? What's a stream? What? Thank you, Jesus. Can you can you tell me what a stream is? It's like a is it what? Okay, it's a current. It's a current, but it's flowing. It's from a river. A stream means a a a brick, an offshoot. From a river. So you can see a river. Then out of, as the river is flowing, it begins to branch out from its main flow. Into, it begins to encroach into the land. It is streaming out from its flow. It's to stream for access. It's to extend its reach. Right? Sometimes it breaks out of its main flow. And you say it's a stream, a stream of the river. This is a stream from that river. And then there are other streams from the river. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Are we blessed? Yes, sir. So, the joy with which you draw waters out of the wells of salvation, those joy are the streams of the waters of God, which the Holy Ghost extends to the soul. Are you getting me? They are the streams of what? The waters of God, which the Holy Ghost extends to souls. Streams of the waters. Praise God. So, in, in the book of Psalm 46, so there is a river whose streams make glad the city, Right? A river, is that, am I correct? What verse is that? Psalm 46. Psalm 46, verse 4. Can you read it? Okay. Whereof shall make glad the city. There is a river, the streams thereof shall make glad the city. So there is, there is a river. Now river has streams. The river is the river of the kingdom. That breaks into stream. Those streams don't carry the blood. 
the kingdom. It's not the actual river of God, but out of it produces streams that to gladden the city. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise God. They make glad what? The, the city. So the water of the gladness of the city is not the gladness of the temple. Am I making sense? The gladness of the temple is the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the water of the kingdom. But that water has streams that stream into the city. Praise God. The purpose of baptism of of your of the Lord re moving you from waters of the world to water or the purpose of the baptism of the spirit is to change the where you, which waters which streams your soul is connected to that's the reason for the the life of the spirit the baptism of the spirit the, the administration of the Spirit. Anytime you're yielding to the ministry of the Spirit, there is a disconnection from streams, from rivers. What are rivers? Suppliers of joy. There are streams that our, we are, our soul have been plugged to, where we tap our joy from. That makes us weak concerning the joy of God. So anytime you are admin, you are experiencing seasons of the spirit or season of feelings, season of baptism, is to disconnect your soul from certain streams and connect them to other streams. Some of us might see, you know, because I use the example of movies and others, they say, no, no, I don't have it. You don't believe, you don't believe me. See. I don't need to know whatever your own is. As long as, as long as your delight, I'm not seeing the delight in the law of the Lord. As long as it's not there, as long as there is some deficiency in your delight in the fatness of the Lord, there are things, there are things, there are streams, there are streams, there are places that your soul is tapped into. It's just a matter of finding them by, by God's grace, finding mercy to see them and be baptized out of them. 
Amen. 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 Some of, some of, let me see, some of us, some, some people, your stream can be yourself. That's the most deadly one. That's the most deadly one that me have seen. That me have experienced. The most deadly one. Those, are the most, because those ones, they are hard to detect. Because when you look around them, you're looking for, okay, you are not, I'm not seeing the fire. I'm not seeing the hunger. You are not, I'm not seeing the life, the joy and all that. For things. I'm not like, okay, maybe, is, are there other things there that are, where is your own stream coming from? You can check, but you might not see. That is the so you now realize. And I realize, ah, okay, this is it. There are people that their greatest enjoyment is themselves. The sign that your enjoyment is yourself is that anything that brings you out of yourself is like a burden to you. Yes. Anything, and that's one thing the Holy Ghost will do. The Holy Ghost wants to draw you out of yourself. He wants to draw you out of yours. Come out of that. Come out of that that graveyard called yourself. That grave. Yeah, that. Jesus. Amen. This, this one is the, one of the most difficult ones to deliver from because the ones, the people who have this kind of problem, you, when you, you won't see worldly things around them. You won't see a lot of things around them. You won't see, but, but it's hard to, it's hard to break out of themselves. To break out of themselves and and to, to enter the streams of the Spirit. You know, that thing called yourself can be stronger than the wines of the world that's coming externally. Because this one is a nature. It has married your own nature. You've fallen in love with your own nature, with your own person. See, 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 souls who are falling in love with themselves like this, some things are very difficult for them. Sometimes enjoying a company is, is hard. It's enjoying company is work. Are you getting And when you see Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost always moves around such things. Eh? Holy Ghost hardly moves by just you alone. You know, Holy Ghost doesn't like enjoying me alone. When Holy Ghost wants you to enjoy him, you go and stay inside somebody. 
and be pushing the person to come near you. The person will start calling you every time. It's only goes to. You, you, every time he wants to come and hang out, wants to chill with you, but you, you don't have time. Oh, you just, oh, just, just. I, do you know that? Do you know? Do you know that? Do you know that just praying by yourself in your room cannot bring you out of, cannot bring you out, deliver you from yourself? Do you know that? It's not time again. Amen. Praise God. So, so, so is the world, eh? That, that's why that thing has, anything has to do with self is surely stronger, right? Because pride is stronger than lust. Right? You know, self is a pride DNA, right? You know, pride is not, oh, no, I mean, I'm proud. <laughs> That's not what pride. Pride is, pride, pride is the enjoyment of yourself. That's pride. It's when your enjoyment of yourself has, has now intoxicated you sometimes so much. Some people, are, when you are too blinded by it, uh-huh. When you're too blinded by it, you don't see it. That's why you start being like... That's, you don't have levels. You know what I mean? It's guys who don't have levels in pride that do that thing. Real proud souls. They don't... When you, when you see a really proud soul, they don't even see themselves as like anything. Oh, they can sound humble. I'm are you getting me? But as long as yourself is comfortable yeah. to you, that is the thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is the thing because that is the one that can stop God. That is the one that can stop God. It's not the oh, I'm proud, I'm big, I'm bigger than everybody. No. It's that one, that, that thing, that, that enjoyment of yourself, that's the one that can stop. Any, if you enjoy yourself, you will not enjoy God. You will not enjoy, because your enjoyment of the things of God, of the things of the Spirit, is how much neediness you feel. Are you getting me? When you are okay, you are not, but you are not okay. Are you getting me? You are okay, but you are not okay. You are, you are needy. The neediness, that's what pushes you for, to, 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 to make you find satisfaction in the Spirit. When you are too comfortable... Are you getting me? That is... So it's a walk of the world. It's a a walk of of Babylon. It's actually a wine. It's a strong wine. You know, some of the strongest wine. The one you can... Wine is a spirit. You can easily detect it. The more undetectable it is, the stronger the wine. It's just sitting down there. It's not... It's just an attitude. But an attitude, it doesn't make you 
needy of the Spirit, needy of the Lord. You don't have, you don't have a desire for the joy, the feeling of, of what the presence of the Lord, of the communion and the fellowship of the Spirit, what it gives to the soul. Amen. So God needs to deliver us from those waters. Any water that takes away from your enjoyment of the waters of God. That doesn't, it, does, it diminishes the celebration of the joy in God. Do you remember? Do you remember? Um, amen. In the book of Psalm. Praise God. Psalm, Psalm 126. Psalm 126. They are speaking about the... Let's read it. No, not... Let's see some... Amen. Psalm 137. Psalm 137. Praise God. Amen. Are you there quickly? Say by the rivers of Babylon. You know what the rivers of Babylon is? It's the rivers of the world. It's Babylon. Where is the Babylon? It's where Satan has carried his soul to. Souls that should be souls that should be inhabitants of Zion. Souls who should be seated at that feast of Zion, who should be enjoying the delight and the fatness of Zion. Babylon is where the devil has carried them away. Babylon is any position of your soul where the soul finds joy and satisfaction, where apart from the one that God has designed for you to have. Is the wall, the spirit of the wall. Remember that woman in Revelation with her cup in her hand from where all the kings of the earth were drinking from. That cup is a cup of joy. Even though it's a cup of abomination, but it's actually a joy cup. It's a, it's a cup of wine. <laughs> See, when they opened up Babylon, now check chapter 18, when they were judging Babylon, they now opened up and check what was inside her. Then I began to say, hey, there were harpers. Are you getting what I'm saying? Party, everything. That was, that, so the judgment was that, you see all those sound of harpers and singers, they will no longer be heard inside of you. It means that Babylon was a world of enjoyment. That's how she traps souls in her. Praise God. So, so, he says, so it means Babylon has rivers. It's, the rivers are the, are, the, are the place, the power of the captivity from where with joy of the world flows into soul. So by the rivers of Babylon, say so where we sat down, said, so yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. So we hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For willows are little trees that grow near water. See, so for there... They that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. That what mirth means rejoicing. 
saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it carried you away from the place of singing. They brought you to another place. Come here. Come and be merry in this place. Are you getting me? So this is a prophetic sight. This is an anomaly. It's an anomaly for a Zion soul to be merry in the, by the rivers of Babylon. Verse 4, he said, how shall we sing the Lord's song where in a strange land? How can we sing the Lord's song? What's the Lord's song? The Lord's song is the song of the redeemed. It's a song which you are redeemed to sing. The song which you are bought to sing. Praise the Lord. There is a joy that your soul was meant to reside in. It's, a, it's actually a place of, of constant enjoyment. By that river which, whose streams make glad were the city of God. So God needs to deliver us from this strange land of captivity and bring us back to these rivers. Bring us back to his streams. From the streams of God, we'll get to the rivers of God. In that Psalm 126 that we saw before, it said that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, that they were like them that dream dreams. That captivity, turning again the captivity means bringing you back. It's because it is deliverance that should occur in Zion. Say, upon man Zion, there shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness. The sons of Jacob will possess their possession. Praise God. When the Lord turned again the captivity, they were like them that dream dreams. It shall say among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done what? Great things for us. Well with what? Well with we are glad. So, so that, that captivity is what the Lord wants, wants to begin to turn. You know the turning again of the captivity. Bringing you back to your joyful place. Bringing you back to your joyful place. Bringing you back to the place of joy. The place of rejoicing. The place of the light. When you get there, your, your confession will be that the Lord has God done great things. Wherefore we are what? Wherefore we are glad. Just begin to pray that that deliverance without this deliverance there will be no inheritance man Zion there shall be deliverance there shall be holiness the sons of Jacob will possess their possession in the book of Acts Jesus called it delivering us from the power of Satan unto God so that we might come into an inheritance among them 
that are sanctified. I want us to pray for access, access into the streams, into the streams of God. As many of us that need the, the washing of regeneration, that need the renewing of the Holy Ghost, that will begin to access it. All the preparation that's needed within our heart, within our soul, for the waters and for the blood and for the streams and the rivers of the kingdom. And the Lord will begin to rot it within us. Samaradabashia. We are willing. Yes, we are willing. Oh, to follow the leading of your spirit. We are willing. Oh. We are willing to follow the leading of your spirit. We are willing. Oh, we are willing to follow the path you set. Yes, we love your name. We are ready to be identified with a name. Oh Lord, we love your name. We love your name. We are ready to Infanta de canta do kama o kalima zukre mandu de varia. 
with more love, baptize us with more spirit, baptize us with more desire, baptize us with more wine, more wine, more wine, more wine, more wine, more wine, Jesus. Omrendial Shayan Maranataya. Malada, Renee, I shine and Renee, Sila Nadia, Marange, Maria, Fire, Oh, thank you. Oh, Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for baptisms that are ongoing right now. Oh, new season of, of baptisms, of immersions. Immersions into the streams, of, into the waters of the Spirit, into the preparations of the Spirit. Father, thank you for breakthroughs in hearts. Father, access to discovery of new loves, new loves, new desires. New appetite, new longing, new longing for you. Thank you for release of your waters, conversion of our heart, bringing about the compatibility with your doctrine, with your life, with your knowledge. So by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. By your knowledge, by your knowledge. Father, we ask, oh God, that let your knowledge, your doctrine, May it begin to distill as the dew. Upon our soul as the, as the flower, as the, 
as the plants and the leaves and in the morning opens up to the dew from above, so shall our heart and our soul be open to the rain and the waters of your doctrine. Thank you, Father, for this season of preparation. No heart will be left behind. No soul will be left behind. You will, you will cause deep immersion, deep baptism into the waters of the Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you Jesus. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. Thank you, our Father, tonight. Holy Spirit, take your word and use it to bless us. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your holy name. Bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You